Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. It is God's desire that everyone know what Jesus has done to bring sinners back to the Father. To accomplish this, He has given preachers to the world and to the church. Today on Drawing Near, Paul shares briefly concerning his ministry on behalf of Christ and his church. So please take your Bible and turn to Colossians chapter 1 and join me for Christ in You, the Hope of Glory. As we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father in heaven, we come before you today acknowledging our great need, our need for your work in our life, making known your truth to us. I thank you, Father, that you have given us preachers and teachers, that you have given us your holy word, your revelation of yourself and your will, and your Holy Spirit indwelling within us, who helps us to understand, who teaches and guides us. Father, help us to commit ourselves to seeking out your truth, to understanding it, and also to live it. I pray, Father, that you'll work in our hearts and minds, that we might understand it so clearly as to be able to share it with others. Now guide us in our study today. I pray your blessing upon each person who studies with us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Colossians chapter 1, Paul has already mentioned in verse 24 his ministry to the church. He continues dealing with that in verse 25 and following. He says, Of this church, I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit so that I might carry out the preaching of the word. The church is the body of Christ. That's what Paul mentioned in verse 24. Imagine for just a moment with me that figure, that picture. Christ is the head, the church is his body. Christ is the mind, the intellect, the guide, the leader, the Lord of the church. And we are his body. We are the part that does what the mind, what the head says to do. We are the acting part of Christ in the world today. We are connected to him, his headship, our being his body, and we are to do all that he commands us to do. That picture is very, very clear in Scripture. So Paul says, of this church, the body of Christ, I was made a minister. A minister is someone who serves who actually gets down in the midst of the congregation of the people and does the work. He is a servant of Christ. So he was made a servant. He was made a minister. According to the stewardship from God bestowed on me, Paul, for your benefit. The ministry, the service that Paul was called to do, is a stewardship from God. A steward is someone entrusted with the treasure of someone else or the possession of someone else. The church belongs to Christ. Paul has been called to be a servant of that church, and he has the responsibility to serve in Christ's church in a way that benefits Christ the most. That's the picture of a steward. 
He is to build up the body of Christ, teach the body of Christ, minister to the body of Christ as a stewardship. One day, God is going to hold Paul accountable for this stewardship. A steward always has to give an account to the master for what has been entrusted to him. Now, we need to know every single one of us have a stewardship from God, a stewardship of the gospel. How do we handle the gospel of Jesus Christ that is delivered to us? How do we handle the spiritual gifts that are given to us as believers? How do we manage the calls of God in our life? Calls to be godly men and women, calls to be godly husbands and wives, parents, etc. We have stewardships and responsibilities entrusted to us from the Father, and one day we are going to have to give an account, just as Paul will have to give an account of this stewardship. And this stewardship, according to verse 25, was bestowed on Paul for the benefit of the church. He says, for your benefit to the Colossian Christians. It is for their benefit that Paul was entrusted with this responsibility. So he is to minister to them. Too many preachers and teachers, too many figureheads in the church, think that they are to serve the church, they are to work in the church, for their own personal benefit, what they can get out of it, whether it's power or respectability or prestige or a paycheck or a really good retirement program, we need to understand pastors and teachers in the church are to be humble, lowly servants of God. They are managers, stewards in the body of Christ for the benefit of the people. They serve them. Now, they don't serve them just waiting on them. They serve them in trying to teach them and help them to become what God calls them to be. And we see that in the next phrase, the end of verse 25, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. Now, there's some interesting things here for just a moment. According to this verse, preaching benefits the body of Christ. Some people think preaching is the worst thing that happens in the church. Preaching and proclaiming the truth of God's word is the most important thing that happens in the church. This is a benefit to the body. We all need to be preached to. We all need the word of God proclaimed to us, taught to us, given to us, and we need to embrace it. Just as hard as a pastor or teacher works in proclaiming the truth of God, we need to work that hard to receive the word of God into our lives. This is a stewardship given to the ministers, given to Paul, to benefit the body of Christ. And it is the ministry, the stewardship of preaching the word of God. In verse 26, it says, that is, talking about the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but now has been manifested to his saints. When he talks about the mystery, he's talking about something that was not crystal clear in the Old Testament and maybe even throughout Jesus's ministry, but now is clear. The mystery involves the gospel message. It involves how God was going to save sinners through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But the mystery is not only that. The mystery includes the idea that Gentiles were going to be brought into the body of Christ. That was somewhat veiled. That was somewhat covered. For the longest time, the Jews thought being the called people, 
They were the only ones who were going to benefit from the Messiah's work. The mystery was, Jesus said it himself, I have sheep of another flock that I'm going to be bringing in, Gentiles. And now the gospel message is clearly revealed to the saints, and the inclusion of Gentiles into the body of Christ is also clearly revealed. In verse 27, we're told, to whom, talking about the saints, God willed or desired to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The riches, the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, is that we as Gentiles can know Jesus Christ. Christ can be in us. His righteousness can be in us. We can be indwelled by the Holy Spirit. And this is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now we need to understand, there is no hope apart from Jesus Christ. No one, Jew, Gentile, male, female, rich, poor, slave, free, no one gets to heaven apart from faith in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in Jesus. He is our hope. And our hope of glory, our hope of having a resurrection, a resurrected body, being in heaven, sins forgiven, tears wiped away, no more pain, no more sorrow, that hope of glory is Jesus Christ in us, his righteousness imputed to us. On the cross, our sins were put on Jesus, and through faith in Jesus, we die with him, and we are raised with him, and his righteousness is accounted to us. Isn't that an amazing thing? Isn't that a mystery and a wonder in and of itself? We need to embrace this fully. And Paul tells us in this passage today that he is a minister of God. He has the stewardship from God for our benefit, the preaching of the word, declaring to us this great gospel, this mystery of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And because of such a message and because of such a hope, we need to embrace the work of the ministers of God. We need to embrace the word of God with all of our heart. We need to put more energy into understanding all that God makes known to us. I hope with all of my heart that you will give yourself fully to the study of God's word and to living out the truth of God's word in all aspects of your life. Father in heaven, help us to appreciate all that you've done in seeking to save and sanctify your people. Thank you for the work of Christ. Thank you for the work of Paul and Peter and Luke and John and all those that you have used to write the New Testament. Thank you for the Old Testament and how it feeds right into the New Testament for us. Thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit who indwells us at salvation and teaches and guides us. Father, give us a passion for your word, and not just for your word, but for what you desire to do through your word in our lives. Help us to embrace, through living out faithfully in this life, your truths, the hope of glory in Christ in us. And thank you for the wonderful declaration of Christ in us, the hope of glory. The fact that Jesus Christ's righteousness can fill us is an amazing thing. Father, thank you for such a gift. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.